You're listening to Sunday Worship at Weddington Methodist Church. Find more ways to worship, fellowship, serve, study, and be supported at WeddingtonChurch.org. invite us to open our Bibles to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2. The Gospel of Luke, chapter 2. And we will actually begin reading from 25 through 28. The Gospel of Luke, chapter 2, verses 25 through 28. And the word of God says, Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, looking forward to the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit rested on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Guided by the Spirit, Simeon came into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what was customary under the law, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Will you join me in prayer? Father, we thank you today and always, Lord, for being with us. And on this last day of 2023, Lord, we thank you for being with us throughout the year in the times of grief and also the times of joy. We thank you for your comfort, for your companionship, for your guidance and your love. And now, God, we pray that you speak to us through this word. Lord, we open our minds and our hearts to receive you, God to be transformed by you, and we pray that you sit with us, God. And Lord, I pray that you forgive me my sins, that you purify my lips with the coal from your altar, God, that it be much, much more of you and less of me. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Simeon celebrated Christmas. And the word Christmas was not a word at that time, but he celebrated the birth and the coming of the Messiah, of Jesus the Christ. It's when we receive with great joy, with conviction and love, that gift from God. And so here in the Gospel of Luke, it highlights the reason for the celebration. Verse 25 says, the consolation of Israel. The consolation of Israel. What does that mean for us? What does that mean for you? And what does that mean for me? To be consoled, to be comforted. Why? And from what? So let us begin with Simeon. The Bible says that Simeon was an older man. He was an older man, and God had promised him that he would not die until he got to see the Messiah. The word Messiah means the chosen one. It means the one that God has blessed for a purpose, 
for a mission to do God's will. And Simeon had been praying for that, and God promised him that. And Luke also tells us that Simeon was a devout and righteous man. He was a devout and righteous man. That the Spirit of God rested on him. What a beautiful expression. The Spirit of God rested on Simeon. And see, sometimes you and I, we, we may be too quick to disconnect from people like Simeon. We think, no, 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 he was just a special man. Wow, what an amazing person. But, but we don't realize that that gift is for us too. We think we're not able and we are not capable. But maybe that is the first message of comfort that we read here in Luke. That yes, the gift of the Holy Spirit resting on you is also for you. Not just for Simeon. You are offered a life in which the Spirit of God rests on you. That's what Christmas is about. Emmanuel, God with us. Emmanuel, God with you. Through Jesus, the Christ child, God rests on us and surrounds us when we receive the Christ child. But then there's a cause and effect. You cannot have one without the other. There's a reaction, and it is a transformation of life on all of us as a people. But today I want to highlight that we receive this for us individually as for all of us as a person. For you, you have that Christmas gift of the Holy Spirit resting on you and having your life transformed. And not only did the Spirit of God rest on Simeon, the word says that he was looking forward to the consolation of his community for his society, for Israel, for his family, for his people, for those in his community. See, Israel during these times had been promised by God the Father, a leader, a conqueror, a stronghold, because at that time, Israel was oppressed by Rome. So Israel had a life of frustration and they needed comfort from that life. They needed freedom from that life. But what about for you and me today? You and I, those of us living in the U.S., we are not oppressed politically like Israel was. We are an imperfect nation, but I can tell you as an immigrant, I can tell you this is a wonderful nation. When we get to worship freely, when we get to gather freely. So as a society, we are not living what Israel was living at that time. But then furthermore, not only do we have the freedom to worship, but also God gives us free will. Free will to choose, to think. So we don't live what Israel was living But I need to tell you this this morning, and, and I ask you to hear this afresh. Until, until we surrender our sinful nature, 
until I surrender my sinful nature, until you surrender your sinful nature to the Christ child in the manger, to the Christ child that later became the crucified son, that then became the conqueror over sin and death, over your sin and death, and my sin and death. Until then, we will live in bondage. We will live in bondage of our own sin, of our own brokenness. And if we are not aware of our brokenness, of our sin, then I can tell you the first sin there is arrogance. (laughs) The first sin right there is arrogance and ignorance and being stubborn. Whatever it is, you and I are constantly fighting with our sinful nature. It's biblical. It's not a matter of opinion. It is throughout the Old and the New Testament. We are fallen people. And that's why we need liberation. That's why Christmas. That's why we need a savior. Yes, Christmas parties are beautiful. Christmas concerts are wonderful. I love them all. But Christmas is a lot more than that. It is when Jesus comes to teach, to correct, to guide us, to shine some light on our issues, not to humiliate us publicly, but in a personal way. When the Holy Spirit resting on us shows us how much we need. When there's light on our issues. This includes our daily life. It is not only when we receive, but also when we submit to the correction and the teaching of the Christ child. That is when we stop living second-class citizenship and begin to live in the fullness of God. John 10.10, Jesus said, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Abundantly. And that abundance is not limited uh, to material things or, or social realities. It is internal. That abundance from that, that freedom and salvation from our own internal turmoil, those things that sometimes torment us, those thoughts, those feelings, the weaknesses that we have. God came, Jesus came to save us and to give us life and life in abundance. We, you and I, are also called to be devout and righteous people like Simeon. We are called to that lifestyle of seeking to do God's will biblically and spiritually so that we are no longer slaves to sin, so that we are no longer second-class citizens in our own flesh, but rather to be made holy in Jesus Christ. On that holy night, we received Jesus the Messiah, our Savior, our teacher, and we are comforted. Comforted from the pain and suffering within us. But here's a detail. True righteousness requires humbleness. 
True righteousness requires humbleness. Why? Because right, righteousness only comes from God, from God's nature, because we are fragile, but God is righteous. And it is when we empty ourselves and, and are filled with the righteousness of God through grace and mercy and love that we are made through our faith righteous. But for that, we need to be aware. We need to let go. We need to be aware of the need that we have for that salvation. In other words, we need to admit and recognize our fragile state. We need to admit and recognize that we need salvation. We need to admit and recognize that we are not perfect. And I think that uh, for some of us in society, especially those of us who struggle with perfectionism, That is a lie. Only one is perfect and it is Jesus. Only Jesus is perfect. So whatever it is that is, that is holding us, whether it's arrogance, whether it's denial, whether it's fear, whatever that is, we need to let that go. We need to be humble in order to receive the gift of Christmas, which is salvation from our sin and our imperfection through Jesus Christ. And then... We are comforted when we receive Jesus, the gift of Christmas. But for that, you and I need to say, Jesus, I need you. I need you. Oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel. Like Simeon, we embrace Jesus and Jesus comforts us. Let us continue reading verses 28 through, 20 to, through 32. Simeon took him in his arms And praised God, saying, Master, now you are dismissing your servants in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for the glory to your people, Israel. See, Simeon, as he embraced the Christ child, he received that peace. That peace because he knew that now he was being transformed and comforted and made whole in God through the Christ child. That peace that only can come from Jesus Christ. And then he says, my eyes have seen your salvation. Your salvation not just for other people, but for ourselves. It begins within us. My eyes have seen your salvation. In church, it doesn't matter if we grew up in the faith. It doesn't matter if we are Bible teachers, Sunday school teachers. It doesn't matter how much we know. The word of God says that we are a fallen people. The apostle Paul in, Rome, in Romans chapter 8, he refers to it as an instinct of the flesh that we are always struggling against that. We, I don't know about you, it happens to me. But, you know, we, we do things, we, 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 we give ourselves in prayer, and then throughout the day, some thoughts, some feelings kick in. And so daily and consistently, you and I need, and we are gifted, we are offered the gift of having the Holy Spirit rest on us. And it is through that resting of the Holy Spirit, 
When we have sensitive and obedient hearts and minds, sensitive ears and obedient hearts and minds, that constantly God is guiding us, instructing us, correcting us, transforming us. Salvation, that is the gift of Christmas. Jesus came to do amazing things in your life. And so when we are able to cry and say, Jesus, I need you. Jesus, reveal to me. Shine some light within me. Show me where I need to grow in you. Show me where I need to continue to, to be devout so that I may be righteous. Oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel. That is what Christmas is about. But before I close, now that we have studied Simeon and learned about this, how to be like this and been inspired by this devout and righteous man that had the Holy Spirit resting on him. I also want us to look at two other people, Mary and Joseph. I actually encourage all of us to read verses 22 through 40 sometime this week uh, at home with our family, uh, with our friends, wherever, but that we study this whole portion of Luke chapter 2, verses 22 through 40. There's so much to talk about there. And I was telling people earlier, uh, I could preach on this for hours, but my gift of Christmas for you is that I'm not going to do that. I'm going to invite you as a family, as friends, to do this at home, to study and think about this at home. But Mary and Joseph, here in this portion of Luke, look at verse 27. Guided by the Spirit, Simeon came into the temple when the parents, referring to Mary and Joseph, brought in the child Jesus. Where did Mary and Joseph take the child Jesus? To the temple, to God's house. To the presence of the Lord. We call that today church. To church. Friends, I'm speaking to parents, grandparents, aunts, and uncles. As you and I seek and, and, and we genuinely strive to, to live a devout and righteous life like Simeon did. And to have the Holy Spirit resting on us. And obeying the guidance of the word and the Holy Spirit. As we live that way daily, let's also learn from Mary and Joseph. Let me tell you, if Mary and Joseph, and my two boys are here and I love them, they're great kids. But if Mary and Joseph took Jesus to church, I know I need to take my children to church. To God's house. To learn Bring your children, your teenagers, your young adults to be part of ministry, to grow in the word, in children's ministry, in the choir, in youth ministry. Pray with them and pray for them. Teach them the word of God. Do missions with them. Serve others and serve the Lord together. Because as you receive that blessing from God, that salvation from God, you and I have the responsibility that God has given us to also bring our young ones in the same, in the same abundance of God, in the same blessing of God. And sometimes we're going to have to push them. Sometimes we're going to have to strongly encourage them. 
But it is our, not only our role, but the blessing that we have. That as we receive blessing, that they also receive the blessing of God. Look at verse 39 and 40. When they had finished, referring to Mary and Joseph, when Mary and Joseph had finished everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. The child, referring to Jesus, grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon them. Church, the gift of Christmas is for you, and for those closest to you, for you and for your home, but for you in your mind and in your heart, that on a daily basis, we get to receive that resting of the Holy Spirit around us, on us, and through us. When we get to say, O come, O come, Emmanuel. Will you pray with me? Father, we thank you for Christmas. We thank you for your companionship. We thank you for, for sending your son Jesus to teach us, to guide us, to die on the cross for us, and to bring us life through his resurrection. And Father, we pray that you forgive us our sins. And we pray that you give us the faith and the courage and the conviction to live devout and righteously. To seek you always, to seek repentance, to love you in spirit and in truth, God. Forgive us our sins, Lord. And we pray that as we begin 2024, this new year, that your Holy Spirit rest upon us that you continue to give us that joy and comfort of knowing that we are forgiven and that we are saved by you. And Father, we bring to you our children that they receive your blessing and your abundance. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.